Welcome to another episode of the Family Twist Podcast. This is one of your hosts, Corey, and today my partner and co-host, Kendall, continues his conversation with DNA angel Jennifer, who reveals the struggle she's been facing over the last two years since discovering her biological father. What makes this discussion even more riveting is the exploration on the flip side. How do children respond to unexpected requests from an adoptive parent or a biological one? It's about relationships, about family, about fears, and about expectations. Get ready to rethink what you thought you knew about family dynamics. Yours is like mine. My parents, they weren't involved with other people when I was conceived, you know, so Mm -hmm. in that respect, I just, but for my family, it was the age thing was they were way so young. And, and then my mother has the stigma of immediately getting pregnant a second time. She kept my sister, Mm -hmm. Stephanie, but she gave birth to her two days before she turned 17. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it's like, if people knew that there was a child older than Stephanie, that would be even more of a stigmatizing moment. Like, so I get, I get it. Yeah. But it's sad that this many years later that we're still kind of chained by those conventions. Yes. 53 years old. Come on. (laughs) I mean, like, when is it going to be okay? And it might never be for her. That's kind of what I've decided. Yeah. I, I think yeah. it, maybe it never will be. And mm-hmm. maybe, maybe, maybe the best that she can offer is to be okay with her other children having a relationship mm-hmm. with you. Yep. And that's pretty much what I've heard is that like, oh, I won't. I won't mind if you connect with Kendall, that sort of thing, which Mm -hmm. is, is good news because my sister, her daughter, Stephanie, just took a traveling nurse position in Boston Mm. in the last like two weeks. Mm -hmm. So she's coming today's Saturday on Monday. She's going to come and stay a couple of nights because she has a couple of days off. So it's just, we're, to your point, when I met Stephanie, it was this automatic connection. We felt like we had known each other for years. Yeah. And I just adore her. And yeah. Yeah. Love having siblings. I was raised as, as an only child, but my father remarried after my mother passed away. And so I have stepsisters that I mm-hmm. love very much and felt very, still feel close to, but it's different. You know what I mean? It's just nice to have a biological connection. Like you said, my parents would sometimes be walking along when I was a small child and they would run across friends that they hadn't seen maybe in years. And they'd be like, Oh, and this is our son, Kendall. And people, I think it's automatic for people. Oh yeah. He looks just like you to my mom. And we would all three just chuckle because I'd always known I was adopted. like, that's sweet. That's yeah. cute. But I know I don't. It's right. like, yes. right. I'm like, do you, are you not seeing what we're seeing? So even from a really young age, I felt really comfortable saying, nope, I'm unique. I don't really look like these people, but that's yeah. okay. And my parents made me feel like that was okay. Like we, we didn't create you, but we, you're ours now. Yeah. Just wonderful people. That's, that's just, that's so special. That mm-hmm. I mean, just to be able to have that opportunity to be to find that confidence in, I know I mm-hmm. don't look like them, and that's okay. Like they're yep. still my parents, yep. and I think you're right. People probably do. You see what, like we've said it, right? You see what you think you see, or what you want yep. to see. I yep. mean, I wanted to. <laughs> 
I, I just keep going back. I lost three years because I was like, Oh, it'll right. update. Like you just want to, you want it to be what you want it to be. And right. I, my story, as far as you don't look like them or you look like them is it was always, Oh wait, that's your sister. You guys don't right. look alike always. And, but that I was like, well, she's my half sister. That's mm-hmm. my, she, she looks more like her mom and I look more like my mom. We have right. the same, we have the same dad. And right. yeah, I was like, you, should, you guys don't look anything alike. <laughs> and, and then my younger sister, who I always thought was my, my full sister oh, turned out yeah. to be my half sister. My half sister moved into my stepsister. That mm-hmm. made me. That's actually what made me cry was I was like, oh, my God, like, I'm not, I'm not related to her. She's right. And there's the difference. That's at what, 42, 43. I learned the difference of being family and being relative. Other than like they say your friends are family and your family's friend, like other than that, like cutesy stuff. And it's like, Mm -hmm. she's not my relative, but she is my family. Right. Very much my family, more so than my relative who said, no, thank you. Not interested. Well, you can never put yourself in the other person's shoes. Right. But I just don't, I can't relate to it. Just like, and that kind of describes my mother's other son, because my mother has my two, my two half sisters and my half brother. And he's never been mean to me, Mm -hmm. but he just, we just. I like I text him and he texts me back. We've never spoken on the phone. I've left him messages. He's never left me a voicemail. I think it's that he's protecting our mother still. Like if she doesn't want to connect with me, then he won't. And I don't judge him for it. Whatever. That's that's his decision to make. I mean, he's a grown man and he's 48 years old. It's like you could whatever you can do what you want, but it's hard for me to put myself in their place to think how would I feel if I found out that our, my mother had a child years before I was born. Right. Yeah. I don't know how, I don't know. I don't know how I would feel Mm -hmm. either. I like to think that I would be, well, when can I meet? I'm I'm pretty sure that I would I'm pretty sure that I would say, like, at least let me get in touch with her just yep. to say, hey, I'm available. Sorry you're going through this, but I can be an ally and then leave it. My son knows about the whole thing. My son's 25. He's an adult, mm-hmm. but he knows about the whole thing. And he's just like, well, pop-up's my pop-up. And right. he couldn't really be less interested. Hmm. He's not mad about it. He's just not interested. Mm-hmm. He's just not. Mm-hmm. And I told my husband and and my therapist that I still have the hardest time wrapping my head around how it's been over two years since I've made contact with my biological father and he lives an hour away and I haven't Mm -hmm. met him. My father that raised me, my dad and my husband, I have every confidence in in the men that I know them to be that if they found out that they had another child because a woman knows if they have right. other children and men might not always know. And sometimes life brings surprises. And mm-hmm. I have every confidence that if either one of them was to get a phone call that says, Hey, I think you're my father, or I've proven that you're my father, right? that they would say, where are you? When can we meet? And then turn to my mother or to me and say, you can come with me or not, but I'm going. And it would be that. Yep. And and for me to say, hey, can we meet? Can we meet? Can we meet? Can we meet? And have it kind of just go into this abyss. It's like, 
I know. And I completely hear you because I'm just built exactly the way you described your dad and your <laughs> husband. And this does sound judgy when I say it, but I know myself if if I were my mother and I found out, or my father, and I found out who, oh, there, Kendall, that's that kid that we didn't know where he was. I wouldn't have been able to go to sleep that night without at least trying to reach out. That's just who I am mm -hmm. because I feel like if nothing else, and I think what I love about the work that your organization does and right to know does. And mm. it's, it's that I deserve to be known. I don't need your approval. I don't need your support. I need to be recognized, I exist. you know? And for me, that's what it's kind of about. I feel like I'm, I'm a nice guy. Like, what is there not to like about me? So why can't we give it a shot? You know what I mean? Like that's kind of where I come from, but it's not about me. It's, it really is about my mom. And I think you really just hit on something that I, I don't think that I had put together. There's the flip side of this where sometimes like the child, I don't like, sometimes the child doesn't want to have a relationship with them. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. the biological, we'll say father in this circumstance, but sure, sometimes it could be an adoptive mother is like reaching out and saying, I, I want to know you, I want to meet you, come to this family event. And and then the the NPE or the adoptee or the donor conceived person is like, I'm not looking for another family. Right. I just needed to know my medical history. Right. So sometimes yeah. it goes just reverse. And I think... That's the hard thing to recognize is one, there's no rule book. And two, like the, these dynamics can be all over the place. Maybe mm -hmm. it's not that you're, that she might not like you. Maybe she's afraid you won't like her. Yeah. See that. I do. I do. We joke, Corey and I, about I, I am the gay son, right? Maybe that's part of it. She does live in Southern Louisiana. You hate to stereotype. There are mm. great people in Southern Louisiana that wouldn't be close-minded, but I get the feeling that maybe she is. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. like it's, it's complex, right? It's, it's not complex. just. And that's, you know, that's really, I mean, that's just all speculation. That's it is all it is. speculation. Because anytime I ask my sisters, who obviously know our mother, they're like, well, I don't know. I don't know how, you know what I mean? Like, and I, and I, I believe them. Like, I don't know that they know really what the reason is. Because from 2017, when I found them all, I immediately, I'm just, I'm a gift giver. And mm. like that first Christmas, I like sent my mother a Christmas gift. I've never, never spoken to her. Sent it to my my youngest sister's house, they presented it to my mother, apparently, and she literally just picked up the gift, looked at it, saw that it was for me, set it aside, mm. never opened it, never said, tell him I got it, tell him never to send me another, didn't acknowledge that it happened. And that's just kind of the way it's been. Not like mean about anything, but just not engaged. Just, <laughs> just can't go there. That's no. just can't go there. I think, I know. I mean, that's like my biological father, right? That it's just like, he, he just can't go there. He can't say no. Right. And he can't say yes. He just can't acknowledge it. If, right. if, if he gives it an answer, he's acknowledging it. And I, I can't help but wonder, is that a generational thing? I think that again, that comes down to, we'll just never know, but the, right. I mean, it's something intense and it, it saddens me because I think it's a sign of just being uh, in either pain or shame. And I certainly don't hold any anger. 
like mm-hmm. in the slightest bit. I really don't. Did your biological father know that your mother was pregnant? That's a great question. If you find out, let me know. Okay. Okay. <laughs> my wow. my mother said that she remembers as if it was yesterday that the two of them were walking through a, a local historic park and she the way she told the story, I honestly can't help but believe her because it was so descriptive, but she said she remembers walking through this park as he was talking and like completely distracted and gearing herself up. And then she finally blurted out, I'm pregnant. And he said, well, that's not my baby. And Mm. she said, of course it is. And he was like, there's no way. And Mm. that's the last time that she spoke to him. Hmm. And then she said that she and my father ran into him a couple years later after hmm. they married and my younger sister was born. She said, this is my husband. Right. And I've got his daughter and two other kids. And, and he said, oh, well, that that happened quick. Hmm. As if she said it was as if he completely forgot that I told him, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so when I talked to him, when I made contact the first time on the phone and I said, this is the story. And he remembered my mom's name. He was like, oh, how is she? And I was like, she's good. Like, like it was just not sinking wow. in. Right. And he's, so he's, I said, she's good. She's good. And he's like, oh, that's good. So what are you calling about again? And I was like, well, I, you're my biological father. And he said, well, why didn't she ever tell me? And I thought, oh, my God, because I knew she'd hid this from me my whole life. And I went right back to, is this another, like, I'm trying to, like, save my pride here by saying I told him type of thing. Mm -hmm. So I took that to my therapist. And it comes down to I'll never know the truth. But because I was like, there's no way that's something that you forget. No. And she said that is an incorrect assumption. Because Hmm. she said that if, if you get news that is that massive and you just suppress it for, I mean, almost 40 years, well, at that time, no, it had been over 40 years. You can get to a point where you, your brain like just doesn't remember. And she's like, maybe it's deep in there somewhere, but she's like, you can absolutely just block it out of your memory. And I was like, Hmm. oh my God. So she said that there, she thinks we'll never really know for sure. But my mom's story, that was pretty hard for me to, to not believe. Mm-hmm. Um, well, when I told my half brother, oh, not my finest moment, but I <laughs> <laughs> had reached out to him via uh, LinkedIn because he's not on any social media because he works mm. for the government. I'd found him on LinkedIn And I wrote up this, these are some of my matches. This is some of this, like just trying to prove that I'm not like a hoax or anything. And I said, and I don't want money. I'm not trying to do anything weird, but I just thought, (laughs) I just thought you might want to know that I exist in case you ever need a kidney. Hey. Hey. It's pragmatic. (laughs) (laughs) I, I get it. I get it. Yeah, because that's like, I don't know what to do. So yep, it's kind of the way I feel about my mother's other son. Like, just know where I am. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, just and I know he could find me quite quickly, but it's just bizarre to me because I just 
I want to know everybody in my family. I may yeah. not, I may not agree with you on everything. And if you're a homophobe, we're going to have problems, but mm-hmm. at the same time, it's, I'm still your half brother. So right. it is what it is. If you, if you ever but, need a kidney, don't come to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know? I just, it's bizarre. Gosh, family dynamics. I never expected to have them. Right. <laughs> Right. Corey and I always laugh about that because honestly, by the time I turned 40, I had kind of given up. I had, I had tried every avenue I could try. It was a private adoption. Mm. I tried to have my records unsealed Mm. decades ago Mm -hmm. and it, it didn't happen. And, and I registered with every registry that could possibly have matched me with this, even the siblings. Mm -hmm. And, and the funny thing is my father's son, Chris, who's been on the show, he was trying to find me because my father had always been truthful. Well, almost always been truthful about the fact that I was out there. Mm. And so Mm -hmm. my stepmother knew I existed. Mm -hmm. My brother, when he found out, wanted to find me and tried. And even he had, I don't want to say he'd given up, but we just, mm. we just kind of lose hope at some it point. It feels futile. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah. well, okay, why am I beating my head against this wall? Mm-hmm. But ironically, 2017, my brother's wife got him his DNA kit for his wow. birthday, and then, which is in February. And then my birthday came along in July, and Corey got me my DNA. It's so interesting it how is. these things just meshed. It's, it's, I don't believe in fate or any of that stuff, but it it, it makes me question like, huh, sure, that sure. feels kind of metaphysical. It's just the way it all came to be. But yeah. So that's it, how you found your family, your biological yep. family from the, yeah. a, the half brother match. Yep. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. I'll never forget that, that yeah. day because when I put in my DNA, I hoped to find somebody and I got the result. I was sitting in my office in San Francisco and I got an email on my personal email on my lunch break. And it said, congratulations, your results are in. And I was Mm. like, and the funny thing is when I had submitted the DNA sample, it told me it probably would take six to eight weeks Mm -hmm. and it had only been right at three weeks. And I was like, oh, they're just trying to sell me something. They really aren't like, they don't have the results yet, but I clicked into the email which of course took me over to the ancestry.com site. Mm-hmm. And my joke about it is that I never remember passwords, but I must have really wanted to remember that one because <laughs> I typed it right in. And bam, my brother shows at the top of the list. And mm. he was smart. It, it just said his name. Like it just said Christopher Clark. It didn't say that he was a man. It didn't mm-hmm. say his age. It didn't say where he was, mm-hmm. anything. And I just thought, what the hell? So I clicked on it. I sent him a note. I was like, here's what I know. My name was Scott White. I was born July 14th, 1970 in Little Rock. Here's my phone number. Let me know if that means anything to you because you, you're my top match. Five minutes later, mm. he, sent, he sent me a note back through the, he's like calling you now. My desk phone rings. I pick up the phone and he's yeah. like, Kendall, I'm your half brother. And <sighs> I just, to this day, it was just the most like, you know, I'm 47 years old. I didn't think I was ever going to find anyone. Yeah. And suddenly found out my birth parents are, well, I didn't know about my birth mother, but that my dad was living, that Mm -hmm. he went on to have three other kids. And then 
so that happened on August 23rd mm-hmm. and it only took until Labor Day for Chris to keep bugging our dad. He's like, Kendall doesn't know his birth mother. Give us some clues to help us. Cause she has oh. a very common name. And so we're like, help us find this help person. Yeah. And he, re- dad remembered that my, my mother who had a sister two years younger in school, he remembered that she has a regular first name, but had a very unique her name is Belinda and she, she, her nickname was Binky and everybody, including the teachers called her that at school. And so when Chris called me on labor day, he's like, are you sitting down? And I was like, no. And he said, I just found your birth mother. And he said, because all he did was type in my birth mother's name and Belinda Binky white. And the first thing that popped up was my dead grandfather's obituary that said that he had two daughters and while i'm talking to chris while he's telling me this and i'm like bawling i'm on facebook and i'm not kidding you jennifer in five minutes i had found a jackie who had a sister named binky i mean and and i knew i'm like of course that's who this is right right. and i could easily see that my birth mother had three other kids and Mm -hmm. i just was losing my mind it was bizarre and crazy and that's when Corey gave me the advice like maybe you want to pump the brakes for a minute and i'm like nope i'm not doing it (laughs) yeah yeah it's like a runaway roller coaster right yep it's like if i stop it's gonna like i've waited too long i cannot stop I'm going. So just be here to catch me if I fall because I'm going. That's that's right. (laughs) I know it's funny because I immediately sent a Facebook message to all three of my siblings and my, well, and to my birth mother, who I could see hadn't been on Facebook in two years. So I thought, well, Mm -hmm. that's kind of a lost cause. And to my auntie, so my mom's sister, I could could see all of them. And it, (laughs) I know it was only two hours, but Corey said that I was going to pace a rut into the floor. I like, I was like frantic for those two hours and it only took two hours, but my baby sister messaged me back on Facebook, keeping in mind, she did not know that I existed. Mm -hmm. And she said, I I believe that what you're saying is true. Cause what I said was you might not know I exist, but I think I'm your half brother. I was blah, blah, blah. I gave her the same details that I just said about what I told Chris and she apparently was with my mother shopping at Labor Day sale shopping. And she said when she first got the message on Facebook, she was like, this sounds like a hoax. She's just turned the phone around and showed it to our mom. And she said, I I almost had to catch her. She almost like fainted. Mm. And she said, Kendall, she didn't have to tell me it was true. (laughs) She Mm. was like, it was real. And I knew that moment that you existed and it was Crazy. <laughs> Crazy. My gosh. Yep. I can just picture, I remember walking to the same thing, just wear a rut in the floor. Yep. Yep. You can't sit, you can't no. stop. It is. It becomes like a compulsion. Mm-hmm. You work so hard for these answers. There's so much emotion. And if you don't understand it, then I'm happy for you because that means you've never been in the situation where you've right. tried to identify your biological parents. Yep. I'm happy that you haven't had to because yep. everybody who gets it has <laughs> gets it for a reason. Absolutely. So, yeah. Well, mm. I, those that those half sibling matches. 
So they come up, they could either be an aunt, an uncle, yep. a niece, a nephew, or a half sibling. I mean, there's only yep. so many options. Right. So we look at those and think, okay, what's the age? What's right. this? What's that? And start to work it out. Those are great matches um, yeah. as a search angel. Very rare. Very rare. Mm-hmm. Do we get a case with um, a match that high? But we've had, we had one person reach out and say, um, this person, it, I'm trying to find out who my biological father is, blah, blah, blah. And they share their DNA with us. And that's a match. And it's like, that's, but if you don't know what you're looking at, yep, you don't, you don't necessarily see it. Or you're like, so many of us where it's like, that can't be right. It's right. that's, so we just, it isn't what I've been told. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Mom, mom said his name was Joe and this guy's right. name is Jack. So right. that's not the, like, I don't know who this guy is. Exactly. Type of thing. So well, we have right. all kinds of questions about that stuff. And then there's some hard ones too, but. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, my brother, Chris said he'd always know, he'd always heard that mm-hmm. my name was Scott. Our father's name is Scott, which is why my mother named me Scott. Oh. And then her last name was white. And so as soon as he uh, saw that mm-hmm. and he, he did. I don't think he knew that my birth date was July 14th, but when yeah. he knew it was like, oh, the summer of 1970, that's when Scott yeah. was born. Like yeah. it just all made sense to him. And he wow. really didn't question, especially since he was looking at the same result on ancestry that I was like, oh yes, you show up really high on mine. Mm-hmm. And he hadn't looked that day. He and his wife and their kids were on vacation Mm-hmm. And, and that's when it just happened that I looked and got my result and he's like, oh my gosh, I've been checking so regularly and I can't believe you found it before I did. Like, I, yeah. I, I can't believe that you noticed and I hadn't noticed. And I was like, I get it. Yeah. Unless you're waiting for a notification, you're not going to be on there all the time. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. But, oh, I'm so happy that you two found each other. Oh, just and now, I mean, he lives in Massachusetts, so that's, he, I mean, he's one of the reasons, of course, that we mm-hmm. moved here and got to see that. We didn't see them on Christmas, but we hung out with them the weekend before. Mm-hmm. It's just mm-hmm. going from going to have zero siblings, zero nieces and nephews, to having yeah. six half-siblings and 13 nieces and nephews overnight is just crazy. It's it, just it's yeah. bizarre. Wow. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm, yeah, that's a lot. That's like, I mean, that just takes some time to let all that sink in, get the mm-hmm. name straight, get the oh like who gosh. belongs to who. Like, yep, you're you're yep. kind of jumping in on, on the deep end. Yep, and mm-hmm. Corey still uses my my little cheat sheet for himself. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> I mean, the local people, of course, he remember it, but yeah, I get it. It's hard. Sure, and, uh, sure. Yeah, it's fantastic. So. Mm. Well, I hope at some point your birth father feels comfortable connecting more. And is he married to your, or whether he's married to the mother of your half siblings? They're divorced. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's not like she's holding him back from doing anything. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -mm. I appreciate it. We'll see. We'll just see what the future holds. Mm -hmm. I am lucky to come from the family that I came from in that I really... I don't feel anything other than confused about mm-hmm. why we haven't met yet, but I'm not like, I never had a dad. I, I really mm-hmm. like, I need to know you and mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm, I'm okay. 
I've got a great support system and all that, but we see that that is not always the case with some of our cases that come in. And Unraveling these threads has undoubtedly been both enlightening and heart-wrenching. We've seen the wallpaper of Jennifer's life peel away, revealing a mural of resilience and courage underneath. Jennifer's story underscores Jennifer's story underscores the significance of understanding our roots and shaping our present and future. Regardless of the shocking revelations we witness today, it's vividly evident that family, with all its surprises and secrets, paves the path to self-discovery and self-understanding. As we culminate today's episode, remember that our journey with Jennifer isn't over yet. In the final installment, we'll be shifting on to another exciting and life-affirming facet of her journey, her collaboration with DNA Angels. How has Jennifer used her personal experiences to help others navigate the labyrinth of genetic mining? It's going to be a riveting exploration of what it means to take one's life challenges and use them to bring light and hope into the lives of many others. I promise this is an episode you don't want to miss. Until then, let's remind ourselves the search for truth is a journey that is both rewarding and challenging, but ultimately, the journey is what really matters. So remember, stay brave, stay adventurous, and stay tuned because family secrets are the ultimate plot twist. The Family Twist podcast features original music by Cosmic Afterthoughts and is presented by Savoir Faire Marketing Communications. 